Give us one hour and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. Lisa Cypress-Kamen is a widely recognized applied positive psychology coach, author, documentary filmmaker, and lecturer specializing in the fields of sustainable happiness, mindfulness, and integrated well-being. Let's get to it. Here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about that annoying yellow smiley face. No, no, no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is most definitely all about the heart. Today we're talking about an interesting subject that is generating a lot of buzz and a lot of happiness around the world. Think back to a time in your youth when you would sit around with a box of crayons or a box of pens or colored pencils and you would color. You know, maybe your mom or dad brought coloring books to a restaurant and you would sit and color. And I think back to my childhood and I reflect on it as being a very joyful, happy activity, one that could occupy my attention, keep me in the present moment, et cetera, et cetera. Although as a kid, I was not aware of that being what was done. But there is a trend now in our modern world for us busy, easily distractible, easily um, irritable folks, and that is adult coloring books. And we have with us in the studio today, Johanna Bassford, who is an illustrator and ink evangelist who prefers pens and pencils to pixels. Her intricate hand-drawn illustrations are loved by the world over, by those who have colored in, sometimes more than once, her previous best-selling books, Secret Garden and Enchanted Forest. Johanna is a graduate of Duncan of Jordanstone College of Art and Design in Dundee. She likes sugar mice, floral teacups, peonies, and bumblebees. Welcome, Johanna. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hi. Hi. Well, I am eager to chat with you about this because I uh, run a lot of groups in trauma and addiction recovery, and I meet with sometimes a couple hundred clients a week, and I have come to know your work and am using the adult coloring process in some of my mindfulness groups, and I personally have found it delightful. So let's talk about 
what brought you to your discoveries about adult coloring? Well, I was working as a commercial illustrator, so I would do the artwork that you would see on like wine bottles and perfume packaging. And um, my artwork was always hand-drawn and black and white. That was my signature style. And uh, in 2011, I got a call from a publishing house, and they asked me to do a children's coloring book. And I said, I would love to do a coloring book, but I want to do one for adults. I want the artwork to be beautiful and intricate and really elegant and something that adults could spend time being creative with without being embarrassed. You don't want to be spotted coloring in a kid's book. Um, so just something really beautiful. And, um, and I pitched it to the publishers, and that was how it all began. And, and, and what's interesting is you've really struck a nerve in the public because you've sold over 10 million adult coloring books worldwide. This is tremendous. Mm-hmm. I think people are just so screen weary. We're just really in need of a digital detox. We spend so much time looking at iPhones and iPads and computer screens and televisions and basically living in a world that's A, not real, and B, that doesn't really allow for you know extended periods of concentration. You are so often interrupted by the ping of an email or a tweet coming or rolling news. So coloring books are that rare opportunity to really immerse yourself in a creative and analog task and to lose yourself in it, you know, you're not going to be interrupted. You can just focus and have that quiet time and, and make something. I think being creative is, is at the heart of being happy, for me anyway. You know, we all have that creative spark. We just need the right sort of situation to let that flourish. And a blank sheet of paper can be really intimidating and daunting. But with a colouring book, the outlines are there. So you can be creative and it's accessible and calming and, and not scary. I think you said something about sparking creativity, and I think this is this is the chord that it's touching in many people who don't believe themselves to be artistic, um, but yet love the idea of being able to color and create a work of art, and there's a tremendous amount of satisfaction that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think of each of my books as a collaboration. It's my job to draw those black and white outlines, and it's whoever has the book, it's their role to bring the color and, and finish those illustrations. So when I see one of my finished books, you know, in the bookstores or on the shelf or on the internet, that's not finished, you know, like that, that's only half done. And I think, you know, people just need to, to, you know, to, to relax, to have fun, to realize it's not about the pursuit of perfection. If you go over the lines, that's not a big deal. I do that all the time. There's no such thing as a right or wrong color. It's all about just expressing yourself and having fun. I mean, the chances are the last time you colored in, you didn't have a mortgage or, you know, a scary boss or any of those adult worries that we have now. So coloring in, as well as being creative in the digital detox, you know, it, it lets you, you know, sort of almost think back to more carefree times. And, and that is the response that elicits in me and certainly everybody that I've presented your work to. Um, you said something interesting about um, don't worry if you go outside of the lines. And I think that so much of our lives is spent painting or coloring or walking between the lines. Yeah, I mean, you know, being very practical about it, I say those lines are just a suggestion and it's up to you to finish the picture, you know, however you want to. So, you know, whether you take that literally or not, you know, it's, it's not for me to say, but, you know, I some of the best pages of those books that I see people posting online and sharing their work 
they've taken my drawings and made them infinitely better with however they've embellished it or you know perhaps they've drawn extra things or used it in a decoupage project or colored it in a way that I could never imagine and I think you know that the best results come when when you are just yourself and you you know use that that black and white drawing as the beginning as the foundation on which to build your own thing so in the series, there are there are two, right? Secret Garden and Enchanted Forest, and n- now there's another one that has come out? Yeah, Lost Ocean is the new book. Wow. So, And what has inspired you to go underwater? Uh, I just felt like the natural next step. You know, we've done gardens and forests, and, and now it was a chance to, to take everybody on a an underwater ocean adventure and um, the oceans are the last big unexplored territory on earth so for me that's just so full of potential for some really exciting you know artwork and you know there's real scope for imagination down there but also it's a bit of family history my mum and dad are both marine biologists my husband was a fisherman before he, he did the job that he does now um, so I've, I've kind of got grown up with, you know, quite fishy marine imagery in my life, and it was just a chance <laughs> to put all that together in one book. Well, I will. I want to share with you something really sweet that is making me smile. Lisa, the other Lisa, who's my producer on the show today, she just sent me a note. She goes, "Oh my gosh, I love her coloring books. I'm kind of geeking out." <laughs> That's so sweet. <laughs> So, you know, the, the, the reach is very, very far. You're really striking a chord in people. Do you see this trend of adult coloring evolving, slowing down, amping up? What What is the feedback that you're getting from people? I think this is just the beginning. You know, we're just seeing a massive, you know, demand for people to, to have this opportunity to be creative and be analog. And, you know, the exact format may vary and flourish and alter as we go along, but I think at the heart of it, people are just delighted with the opportunity to put down their devices and pick up pens and pencils. We're seeing more and more books join in the, the category every day. You know, people in colouring groups on Facebook and, you know, like there's just so many opportunities to to, to let it flourish and, and to expand its reach. and. I think just the same way that, you know, drawing or literature or, or any art form, you know, evolves, I think colouring will as well. It's interesting. When I when I tried it for the first time with clients, actually put it put it in action, they asked that we light candles in the room. We put on some very soft, beautiful music that included the ocean ocean sounds and turned off the fluorescent lights above and just had ambient lighting around the room. And I thought that that people would just chat, you know, kind of like a a quilting bee or, you know, sitting around in a sewing circle. No one spoke for the entire hour. Yeah, they're all focused on their coloring. (laughs) Yeah, they were all focused on their coloring, and then they couldn't wait to talk about their experience, which was fabulous. Yeah, we find I find that a lot, and you know, people tell me that it's. I mean, I, it's the way I feel when I'm drawing. I'm in my own bubble. The rest of the world just melts away. I think I've been at my desk for 20 minutes, and it turns out I've been there for three hours. I think when you are that absorbed in a task, when you're that in flow, you have no concept of what you know of what's going on around you and time. And I think I think it's that feeling of being totally encaptured by something that that people find relaxing and that people enjoy.
We are going to go to a break. And when we come back, I want to talk more about the flow experience and what that means and what what we know about flow, what uh, physiological responses uh, the body has to being in that state. And I also want to learn about how your life has changed resulting from the success of these books. And before we do go, I want to send our listeners to your website, which is johannabassford.com. On Facebook, the page is johanna-bassford. And we're going to take that break. And when we return, we're going to talk more about the therapeutic value and good squeaky clean fun of adult coloring books. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life can be tough and that happiness can and does live alongside adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen. Harvest more happiness by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen, and tweeting us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Love to read? Looking to harvest your happiness? Then look no further. Lisa Cypress Kamen is an author of three amazing books that will assist in taking your well-being and self-mastery to the next level. Are we happy yet? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life offers breakthrough strategies for creating your own personal happiness revolution. Perspectives on addiction, an integrated journey to wellness is an overview of the recovery process from a multi-stepped perspective and holistic approach of substance abuse and lifestyle management. Through her third book, Reintegration Strategies for Depression, Anxiety, Anger, Grief, and Post-Traumatic Stress, offers an own nonsense approach to dealing with post-combat civilian life reintegration issues for veterans and their families. You'll find these books online at Amazon.com and HarvestingHappiness.com. Saturday afternoons on 97.5. Joy riding the coast with a global vibe, pleasing your ears and inspiring your mind. Joy riding the coast with me, Lisa Cypress Cayman. Saturdays, 2 to 5, on 97.5. KBU and RadioMalibu.net. Mindful meditative moments are free and relaxing on-the-spot mini staycation journeys designed to calm the mind and soothe the body from the comfort of wherever you are. No reservations or travel required. Check out the playlists on HarvestingHappiness.com and Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes and SoundCloud. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen, the show dedicated to promoting happiness from the inside out by thriving with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. So let's get back to the show and your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about 
a new phenomenon, which is adult coloring books. In case you don't know this, they are all the rage all over the world. People are discovering and experiencing the calming and mindful effects of coloring, sitting down and actually taking pen to paper in these beautifully illustrated books, which my guest has created. Johanna Basford is a is an ink evangelist, and she has done these incredible coloring books that explore flora, fauna, and now the sea in her latest. Johanna, let's talk a little bit about flow, the state that is induced when we become raptured by what we are doing. Yeah, that's, that's how I feel when I'm drawing. So I think it's that feeling of being totally encapsulated in what you're doing. So the rest of the world has just melted away and you're focused. And I think you know, it, it always happens when you're doing a task that is essentially analog and a little bit repetitive, which drawing and colouring is. You know, it's essentially applying ink or pencil to a paper. But I think it's it's just that chance to not be interrupted and to have a rare moment of, of clarity and focus. And for those who don't know about flow theory, it was originated and has been written on extensively by Hungarian psychologist Mihaly Csikszentmihalyi or Mike Csikszentmihalyi, and um, he talks about the flow state in athletes, in dancers. Um, that was what was originally studied, but yet it carries forward in all of these other disciplines that when we are in flow, we lose all sense of time, space, and ironically or not so ironically, worry that it produces a, a sense of well-being. I don't know that I would exactly put the name happiness on it, but certainly it is, it is an elevated state, a positive emotional state. And that is what we're talking about in terms of therapeutic. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, yes. obviously I, I, I don't have any extensive knowledge in the field. All I can say to people is that's how I feel when I'm drawing. And from what people tell me, I, I think that's what they feel, you know, when they're coloring in as well. It's it's exactly as you say. It's that feeling of being just in rhythm almost and, yeah, not being able to, to allow anything else to filter back into you. It's almost like it puts up a buffer or, you know, sort of a guard around you. And the only thing that can enter into your consciousness is the task in front of you. So there's a, 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 a the shield of joy <laughs> from, <laughs> from being present in, in, in the moment. Um, because I've experienced this myself, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I can talk about it as, as being one of your um, happy uh, customers. But I, I also want to, you know, talk about the the analog life or doing things the analog way in the age of digital technology you know we are we are geeks we are our tech geeks even if we are not technically oriented each one of us has become very dependent and used to communicating um, with our devices and one of the tremendous values of the analog way you know is that it 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 um, helps us relax and sort of slow down the pace. Talk a little bit about the analog life and how it affects your world and your family. Yes, well, I, I work analog essentially. So every page that I draw, it starts off as a drawing, you know, on paper. I draw by hand. I love to put pen and pencil to paper. 
And for me, the analog line, it just captures more of a sense of soul and warmth than a computer-generated image, which is essentially just a series of points connected you know, on a computer screen. And to me, that's very cold and clinical. And I think when it comes to creating, especially because all my artwork is inspired by nature, it's so jarring to try and capture the beauty of a flower or, you know, a seahorse or something, you know, really, you know, that, that is so, so beautiful and so natural. To, to try and capture that on a computer, it just doesn't work. So for me, it has to be hand-drawn. And I think as well, when you draw by hand, you know, it engages different parts of your brain. You're, you're more focused on what you're doing. You're not relying on any you know, computer to help you fix things or you you know there's not an undo button so you're a bit more present in what you do and a bit more committed and, you know, your attention, it comes back to your attention no matter what I'm working on, you know, there's always that, you know, little box that flashes up so you've got a new email or the thought, I'll just Google something and to be able to hold your attention and do something for hours on end, you need to not be plugged in. I think the temptation to, to go off on a tangent, to look at things and to, to lose your flow and your focus is just too great when you work digitally. And you've, you've been called an ink evangelist, and we mentioned that during the opening of the show. What does that mean to you? So I really champion the hand-drawn line. I think, you know, whether it's ink or, you know, colored pencils or crayons or pastels, I think real-life art materials are just so wonderful compared to computer-generated things. Like, you you just get such a warm um, feeling from an image that is being created and colored with real-life materials. And, you know, that opportunity to, to, have to, you know, sort of hold them, to appreciate their tactile qualities, you know, I just think that that's wonderful. And the more people I can get to put down their digital devices and pick up pens or pencils, the better. Like, that, that is my mission in all of this, to get us all to be happier and more creative through colouring. And I don't think you can do that, you know, with an iPhone in your hand. Well, what I hear you saying is that when we actually colour, when we're taking a pen or a pencil or a crayon or a pastel in our hands, that a little bit of our soul goes from our minds, our hearts onto the page, and that does not perhaps transmit as well digitally. For sure. That's definitely how I feel. I think of each of my books as being made with love, you know, and you know, that old saying of blood, sweat and tears, you know, like that, there's something in that. There's something so profoundly warm and, um, you know, you can really appreciate the, the work and the effort and the care that's going into something where I think when it's been made by hand, I just, I just don't get the same feeling from things that are computer generated. You know, when you see all the CGI things and, you know, like, you know, digital animation or even very cold computerized graphics, you know, to me, they're just empty. Whereas something that's been drawn by hand that maybe has little flaws, little blemishes that make it human, for me, that's just wonderful. And I think you can definitely tell that, you know, that, that the person that has crafted that, that has made that, has done so with care and attention and love. What is the next project? What are you working on now? I'm working on a charity Christmas project, which is super wonderful. We're announcing that on the 1st of December, so that's my immediate concern. And then after that, I've got another coloring book that I'll be releasing next year. Um, the theme is still to be released, so I'm not allowed to tell anyone. But as you would expect, it'll be another nature-inspired coloring book. I couldn't imagine doing a book on a theme that I didn't totally love. And for me, it has to be nature. So um, 
very excited to start working on that. And, you know, at, to close out the show, because we're really, uh, we've, we're at the end, we've blown through our segments, which is so surprising. <laughs> and I, I, that is because we are in the flow. Um, how has your life changed since these books have taken off? Well, I get asked that a lot, and it's a really difficult question to answer because around about the time that this all happened and the books took off, I had my I had my daughter. So anyone that's a mother knows your life is never the same after you have a child. So, you know, from a practical point of view, it means that I can stay at home. I work from home, um, and I have a studio here, and I get up every day, and I do a job that I love, and I've managed to work it around being a mother and juggling all the chaos that comes with a little person. How old is she now? She is 16 months now. Oh, wow. So this is really a a, a meteoric rise with these books. I didn't realize that the time period was so compressed that, you know, and this really is the case, Johanna, of when we do what we love, when we are um, operating in our noble purpose, and clearly this is one of yours, that life does come together. It doesn't mean we don't work hard. It just means that doors open for us. Um, when we're in the right spot and we're and we're paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I think there's obviously always a little bit of luck and the right opportunities coming by you. But I also think that, you know, you have to be very positive in what you do, um, to work really hard, to know that there's going to be the odd setback and negative, you know, negative time, but that you just have to jump back in as quick as you can and really focus on what's good and what's possible. Um, and, and, you know, never stop, you know, dreaming and, and thinking really big. And, and I think, I hope that's how I've managed to get, to, you know, to the point that I'm at now. And there's still so much work to be done. But, you know, I, I get up every day and I love my job. And I don't think there's anything better than that. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. Thank you, Johanna Basford. To learn more about these amazing coloring books, please visit johannabasford.com. And on Facebook, the page is johanna-basford. And I didn't mention her Twitter handle, and I'm going to do so. It is at Johanna Basford. Once again, the Twitter is at Johanna Basford. Facebook page, johanna-basford. And the website is johannabasford.com. Thank you for sharing a bit of your joy, your soul, and your creativity with us this morning. Here come those tunes. We know that life can be tough and that happiness can and does live alongside adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Harvest more happiness by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen, and tweeting us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Remember what it feels like to receive a gift? We all know nothing gives happiness like a present, so you should unwrap yours at harvestinghappiness.com and sign up to receive your free ebook, Got Happiness Now, that offers simple, user friendly ways to get greater happiness in your world each and every day. That's harvestinghappiness.com. Lisa Cypress Cayman has built an impressive global lifestyle management consulting company offering applied positive psychology, mindfulness, and integrated well-being coaching. Her services, including addiction and trauma recovery support, as well as life crisis triage, are available worldwide through phone, video, and on-site. In addition, Lisa delivers workshops, lectures, and trainings to corporations and institutions and is a frequent guest expert on many prominent radio and TV shows. Connect with us at Harvesting Happiness 
harvestingharvest.com for more information. Harvesting Happiness for Heroes is a 501c3 nonprofit corporation offering innovative and integrated stigma-free combat recovery services to veterans and their loved ones with programming that focuses on the transformation of post-traumatic stress into post-traumatic growth using scientifically proven positive psychology coaching tools and strategies that increase self-mastery, self-awareness, and self-esteem to help heal the invisible wounds of war. To make a tax-free charitable contribution or to learn more, please visit hh4heroes.org. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen, the show dedicated to promoting happiness from the inside out by thriving with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. So let's get back to the show and your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about what I consider to be a new kind of meditation. It is the craze that is really hitting the Western world of adult coloring books. And you might think this is kind of funny or amusing and and throw you back to a time in your life when you were carefree and happy coloring. And the science is bearing out that, in fact, sitting and coloring does offer us some very positive benefits. Dr. Ben Michaelis is a clinical psychologist in private practice in Manhattan. Ben works with entrepreneurs and artists who are looking to improve their self-awareness and increase their motivation in order to discover and execute on the next big thing. Dr. Michaelis writes and speaks regularly about mental health, creativity, and motivation. He is the author of numerous popular and scholarly articles and is a regular contributor to the Huffington Post. Dr. Michaelis is a frequent guest on nationally syndicated TV shows such as NBC's Today Show, Fox News, and MSNBC's Your Business. Ben is the author of Your Next Big Thing, 10 Small Steps to Get Moving and Get Happy. Well, you are in the right place, doctor. (laughs) Thanks so much. I'm glad to be here. (laughs) Happy to have you with us. Let's talk about some of the benefits of coloring because I was unfamiliar with this trend until a few weeks ago when coincidentally a client of mine brought in her coloring book that was gifted to her. Coloring, you know, it's it's actually not it's new in that it's gotten very popular lately, but this has been around for at least the last 100 years. Um many people may not realize this, but uh the eminent psychologist Carl Jung uh, in the early 20th century, used to uh, prescribe coloring books for his patients. Uh, he would encourage them to use mandalas, which are actually among the more popular of the coloring books lately, uh, these sort of circular designs with concentric shapes that are similar to Gothic churches, rose windows, and they have their origins in India. And he, he prescribed this to patients to kind of help them to relax and focus and now uh, that uh, it's become more popular, this, this sort of science has caught up with it, and uh, we're actually able to learn a little bit more about what happens in the brain uh, that why coloring helps you. Why have you suggested this to some of your patients? They come to you, they say, you know, doctor, I'm depressed, I'm anxious, I can't focus. What are some of the other things they come to you complaining of or wanting guidance in, in, in doing? You know, a lot of a lot of different types of anxieties and mood disorders, 
Um, and again, lack of focus is a, is a major one and sometimes even lack of sleep. And, you know, a lot of things that we kind of naturally do as children are really beneficial to us. And we forget these things as we often as we go through adolescence because they're not cool or, you know, we're trying to fit in and we're just trying to, you know, be a part of the, the, the larger social world. But a lot of things that we naturally do, we na- naturally gravitate towards um, are really good for us. And coloring in particular, especially coloring in these books where you're having to color inside of lines and what have you, they, they do a few things um, that, uh, that help you. One is that they, they actually re- um, reduce your self-consciousness. Um, activities that are really just – that give you a lot of joy, that focus your, acti- your, your energy, um, they're known uh, as autotelic activities. So I don't know if you know the, the concept of flow. Like when you're doing something that just gives you great joy, you kind of tend to float. If you, I don't know if that's a term you've heard of before. It is a term that I've heard of that we talk about frequently on, on the show. And certainly in, in, in my private practice, it's mentioned all the time that when we lose track of time and space and we're in a state of rapture with that activity. Great word, rapture. I, love that. I like that word um, too. <laughs> yeah. I did a talk this weekend. Um, I was paired with this um, amazing, amazing uh, priest from Chicago. Uh, and we did this talk. He, he was talking first to kind of about the sort of larger uh, philosophical things. And I was sort of talking more about the psychological aspects of finding your next big thing. And he kept using the word rapture. And I just, I just loved it. It just made me, it made me very happy. Um, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was. I'm smiling. I took a, a deep breath, and I'm smiling because I, the, I'm envisioning the word, and it is. It is a joyful word. It, it really is. Um, this man, uh, I, uh, uh, Father uh, Richard Fragomini, I just have to give him a, a plug because he was just so amazing. He is just the most joyful man. He was so theatrical. Uh, I was so uh, humbled to be able to share the stage with him. Actually, it was really quite quite extraordinary. Um, but at any rate, so back to coloring, uh, coloring does help us to kind of lose our self-consciousness, lose focus, uh, lose sense of time, um, get this sort of intense and focused concentration on the present moment. And, um, it's, you know, it's just one of these intrinsically rewarding activities. And when you're doing them, there's this, um, uh, improvements in both the central and peripheral nervous system. And we also, the other thing about coloring is that you're using your hands, and so it, it, it reduces the impact of age-related uh, dexterity loss. So it, so it has both physical and mental benefits to you. And I would imagine some of the other physiological benefits of coloring, because it is a very soothing uh, activity, is you start to lower blood pressure, pulse rate. You start to relax into the body and, and, and of course, release stress, because it's a mindful or mindfully mindless activity. Very well put. Yes, indeed. And it, 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 uh, the other thing that when you're doing those kinds of mindfully mindless activities, um, there's a lower, uh, lower activity rate in the amygdala, which is the part of our brain that is involved with, uh, fear and, and, and controlling emotion that's affected by stress. So it really does, um, does help you, uh, to reduce your stress overall. And I would think somebody who is challenged with post-traumatic stress, that if their amygdala is, is in overdrive to prescribe or suggest this kind of activity would be, be fabulous. 
Yeah, I mean, any sort of repetitive activity, there's been a lot of interesting research about um, uh, uh, meditation and, and prayer, certain kinds of prayer, and they really all have the same impact on the brain. If you look at brain uh, images of people that are praying or people that are meditating regularly, um, any kind of repetitive activity um, like this can really help soothe your nerves and, and, and bring you to a very calm place. And something like coloring is so lovely because it's just, you know, you want to do it anyway. And I've seen people that buy multiple books, you know, to just try out different patterns. And it's because many of us earn our living through our mind, um, the idea of doing something with your hands that, that really doesn't require a great deal of focus or concentration um, can, can really help you to release at the end of the day. Going back to the meditative practice of this, for those people who have a hard time sitting for meditation, I would think that this is a, a wonderful alternative to explore. It, it really is. There, you know, there, I am not someone that sort of feels that meditation is the only path. And in fact, my own personal belief, and I, I don't have, I, I have evidence about the benefits of this broadly, but not that it is meditation, but I think of as running any kind of running activity because, or biking because they're repetitive. It's the, re, the rep, repetition is part of what gives you the, the, the release. And so you do not have to sit, uh, for 20 minutes a day, twice a day. Uh, you can do all sorts of other activities, um, including things. I was actually just, just before we got on the call reading about, um, the benefits of gardening, and um, inspect some of the microbes that you come into contact with when you are uh, uh, working in the dirt are also sort of natural antidepressants. Mm, that's interesting. I had not heard that. And I'm going to do some research. Uh, one of the publishing houses sent me a book on gardening and mindfulness. And uh, I think we need to do a show on this because we've explored other activities like knitting, quilting, mm -hmm. yep. as, as falling into this category. And... The, the powerful uh, effect that it has on people. But the gardening makes perfect sense, you know, being, having your hands in the dirt, being of the earth, being grounded. Yes, yes. But and actually, is, sorry, sorry. Ran, <laughs> random digression, but I'm full of them. Like, there's also, uh, and I've, I've written about this because I was kind of fascinated by this, that when you come into contact with, specifically with decaying trees or decaying plants, the, um, the chemicals that the plants use to slow down the decaying process um, are natural, na sort of natural um, anti-anxiety, have a natural anti-anxiety properties as well. So something to consider when you're outside. Fascinating. I, I, I did not know that. But I, I, I clearly am with you here. I mean, I've got, I've got the image in, in my mind's eye. I have a mindfulness group that I'm going to be working with this week, and I'm going to try this out and get their feedback. Usually we do different kinds of meditation, and I'm going to offer this one up as an alternative. And there are hundreds of these adult coloring books available on Amazon and bookstores. You can probably even find downloadables online that are, that are free. This is the cool thing about it. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and they really are. And, and, you know, and it's a great thing to do with your children, too, actually. Adults, it's a great uh, um, kind of joint activity that, especially when things are kind of um, when, when the temperature is going up, so to speak in the house, it's a great way to kind of take the temperature down. So, so it can be, 
it, it's great for adults, it's great for, for kids, and it's great to do together. We're going to go to a break in a minute. And when we come back, I would love to talk a little bit about how coloring relates to play and specifically therapeutic play, like sand play and you know, when, when we play with one another and how play factors into stimulating our creativity, um, honing our focus, and, and improving our, our positive emotions and well-being. To learn more, please visit Dr. Ben Michaelis at his website, drbenmichaelis.com. On Facebook, that page is Dr. Ben Michaelis, and that Twitter handle is at Dr. Ben Michaelis. Here come the tunes. We'll be right back, and we will carry on the conversation about coloring, play, and creating a better, calmer you. Here come those tunes. We'll be right back. We know that life can be tough and that happiness can and does live alongside adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Harvest more happiness by liking us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen, and tweeting us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness. Lisa Cypress-Kamen author of Got Happiness Now, is also a prestigious TEDx presenter. Her talks, The Mysteries of Fear and the Inversion Theory of Joy, can be found online at TED.com and on the Harvesting Happiness YouTube channel. Be a part of the grateful good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. Isn't it time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude? Visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Check out the critically acclaimed documentary film, H Factor, Where is Your Heart? An insightful visual journey from Lisa Cypress-Kamen, showing that every person possesses the means to be happy. Follow Lisa and her nine-year-old daughter, Kayla, as they travel the world on the hunt for the universal keys to human happiness. Their question? What makes you happy? Discover the origins of human happiness, where to find it, create it, and keep it. Find it in our shop at HarvestingHappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen, the show dedicated to promoting happiness from the inside out by thriving with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. So let's get back to the show and your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you're just joining us now, I'm with Dr. Ben Michaelis, and we are talking about the power of coloring to help us calm, center, and soothe ourselves. And yes, we're talking about actually taking pen or colored pencil to, to paper, and specifically, you know, how it's being used in adult coloring books, which are, are all the rage now. So, Ben, let's talk a little bit about therapeutic play and how coloring does come into this realm. Well, 
One of the beautiful things about play, and there are just so many, is that play is truly our natural way of uh, adapting. And play, imaginative play, has been studied in every, has been shown to exist in every culture ever studied. And it's, it's our way of really of making sense of the world. It's sort of like a natural uh, simulator that, that our minds tend to do. And, and it's, it's a really often a very joyful experience when we're engaged in play. And the beautiful thing about coloring, or, and you mentioned earlier before the break, uh, sand play or even water play, like all of these things, they're very tactile. And for, for adults, many of us live in environments and work in environments where we're not really exposed to these wonderful tactile um, uh, substances. And uh, one of the things that I like very much is, uh, is Play-Doh. Uh, I keep Play-Doh in my office and I suggest that people use it because not only does it feel good and it kind of brings you back to an earlier time, but that, that sort of the smell, Play-Doh has a very distinctive smell and a lot of these things do and they, and they really do transport you back to an earlier time when things were, were a little simpler. You know, it's funny you mentioned the Play-Doh because uh, at my office we keep Sculpey or Fimo for mm-hmm. clients to help them keep themselves grounded, you know, when yep. they're doing during groups or during sessions. And it really is very, very helpful. Plus, it does take us back to uh, a more juvenile time when perhaps life was a little bit more simple and easy. Yeah, absolutely. Are you a colorer? I am a colorer. Um, in fact, uh, I, as I mentioned earlier, I, I end up doing it often with my kids. Um, we got my son a, a new mandala coloring book last week, and he and I spent uh, some time Friday evening doing some uh, some mandala coloring. And uh, and one of the nice things about uh, you know having been out there a little bit more is that a lot of people are sending me their coloring books to comment on. So I've been, I've gotten a lot of uh, coloring books as gifts. Lately, so it's been really fun when I have a moment to just do a little bit of a uh, little bit of coloring here and there. What does a person need to do, or how much does one need to do in order to feel and receive benefit from coloring? It's, one of the beautiful things about this is that it, it's sort of like the more you do, the better it is. Um, and but I, f- I find that once you give yourself permission to do it. Um, it's, it's, you know, it, it kind of tends to take on a life of its own. I think that oftentimes the problem is that just sort of allowing yourself to do this, because for many of us, it feels um, indulgent or like it's not going to be helpful. And I think that a lot of times people have guilt over um, using their time to do something that um, may not feel like it's having a, a, a health benefit. Uh, it feels like it's uh, just, just, just play. But, but many of us really need to give ourselves permission to play. And that permission to play opens up a whole host of other benefits, which we, we, we touched upon earlier about creativity, you know, creativity, grounding, um, uh, raising positive emotion. I mean, there are lots of good benefits out of this. There really are. Uh, and, you know, it, it's <clears> – I think that, that play is uh, – for adults, it really – it provides this, this flexibility of thought and action and it allows you to kind of be um, like just more just looser and and I think that when we are when when we're feeling tight physically and mentally there's a lot of evidence to suggest that we're not as clear uh, thinking or acting 
And so when you have activities that help loosen you up, they really do pay dividends in ways that you may not fully be aware of. How often should one color in order to start achieving some benefits from this? Is it the first session that it's noticeable? You know, again, it's one of these things that over time tends to have a, have a really good impact. And so if you can do it just for a couple minutes of any every day, it's sort of like if you can establish it as a habit. Um, and, and again, it's such a joyful habit that doing it, usually I, I find and I suggest to people that come into my office doing it at the end of the day as a way of winding down because m- many of us wind down using all sorts of different different devices that may not be optimal, but but coloring is a really strong, a really good one. And fairly portable. You know, it's portable. It's inexpensive. It really, uh, it's, it's a lot cheaper than therapy. I mean, I probably shouldn't say that, but it, <laughs> it's it, true. it is true, you know. It is absolutely true. And, I, and again, I do recommend that people do it. So, And I think the uh, aspect of being able to do it on one's own, so you can make it a solitary activity, or like you shared that you do it with your son, where you're really sitting and kind of communing with others and kind of just doing your thing and chit-chatting or, 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 or just sharing the silence. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you uh, mentioned earlier that um, uh, is, is some of the things that you do in terms of, or you've, you've done some, some shows on uh, knitting and other activities. And one of the beautiful things about uh, activities like knitting or coloring or sewing is that they, they also have a product that can be shared with someone, just like cooking has a product. It's a creative endeavor that creates a product that you can then share with someone. And so you kind of multiply the benefits when you're, when you're doing something that you could then give to someone. And who doesn't love homemade things? I mean, so many things that we have these days are, are things that we purchase in a store. And when you actually get a gift that's homemade, I think most of us tend to treasure it that much more. Indeed. You know, it, it's the reverse image of our children bringing home that drawing from school when we can give that, that, that doodle or that, that coloring work of art back to our kids or people we love saying, hey, look, look, what, I, look what I did up today, you know, just hanging out. It's kind of exactly. cool. Yeah. Um, how have you integrated this into your life? Do you have a set time that you do this or is it just at, at the whim? How has this become part of your routine and your mindfulness <laughs> practice? You know, we, we have a fair number of these. And we started with um, my wife bought uh, the coloring book called The Secret Garden for my daughter because she thought it was so beautiful. She was wandering through a bookstore in, um, in uh, Dumbo, a neighborhood in Brooklyn. And she bought it for our daughter. And then quickly uh, what happened was my wife started using it. My, my daughter really basically never got to it. Um, and then, so we bought another one for my daughter and then it was just kind of around a lot. And so we, you know, it's sort of, it's just kind of sits on our, our dining room table and there's, you know, we just, we have lots of markers and, and, and pencils around. So it, it's sort of like a, you know, it's an activity that I haven't structured into my life, but it, it's an activity that, um, I, I integrate like whenever I'm, you know, whenever I'm home and just kind of sitting around at the dining room table, I'll just kind of color a little bit, even while I'm in a conversation. And this aspect of community, I think this is really important. You know, when, when we uh, isolate or when we are lonely, we find ourselves bereft of happiness. And the beauty of this activity and many of the other ones we've described as well is that it's something that you can do 
with people, you don't even have to know them well. You know, you can just sit around and, 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 and color and, and chat. And it's a very grounding technique. Yeah, and not unlike knitting. Uh, my, uh, exactly. My, my sister-in-law runs a knitting group. Uh, and it's just a great way of her and her friends that get together and they, they knit and, uh, it's a, it's, it's, again, you can, you can be doing it. You're being productive while you're not even focusing on it. And that's again, sort of, sort of like, uh, it's, you know, meditative in that way. And I think we should remind our listeners that when we are engaged in these mindfully mindless kinds of activities, that the past is gone, it doesn't exist, the future is not yet here, and the only thing that we have to focus and pay attention to is the gift of the present moment. And that's big. It, it really is. And that's, you know, that's really where it all happens. You know, one of the... the Forgive me, but one of the sins of I think of the field of psychology is this tremendous uh, focus on the past, which is not always warranted. Um, a lot of you know what really exists is just right now, and the only thing that's really relevant is what are you going to do next. And so when you are sort of inhabiting the present moment, uh, you know great things happen because a, a, a lot of a lot of anxiety is about what's coming next. But if you're if you are just living in the present, you're not so concerned about, you know, what's coming, coming next. You say something really, really important. I, I believe what you just shared in, in that what I hear you saying is that when we are able to practice these kinds of techniques, we're, mo- we're more fully inhabiting our lives. You know, we're, we're, we are really filling up the space of what is right here, the one thing that we know. Which is beautiful. Yes, it, it really is. It's the only, the only reality we ever know is the reality that we're inhabiting right now. Yes, and if we do it with awareness, it tends to be a more ripe, rapturous experience. Going with that rapture thing again, you know. Let's go with it. Let's, <laughs> let's rapture it up. Let's rapture it up. Um, you know, I, I, I wanted to bring one other element of play in here. This is something that, that I use in my practice that tends to delight people that is such a, a, an inexpensive intervention but works great, and that is bubbles. So if you're wanting to um, bring some more play into your life, just go get a bottle of bubbles. They're cheap, <laughs> and they're so much fun. Absolutely. I, I love bubbles. And any, again, any of that tactile stuff is really just, just super fun. Um, and, you know, one of the great things about having kids is that those things just t- tend to naturally be around. But you certainly do not need to have kids to get these things around. You just need to, you know, take, take a minute and, you know, pick them up at the store. And you said they're really inexpensive and they're lovely. And to be able to to play with childlike wonder, we know it increases our happiness levels. It brings us to the present moment. You know, it grounds us in the now. And it just, it it, it delights us. We laugh, we giggle, we we become lighthearted. And this truly is a gift and very therapeutic. We are uh, out of time. And I want to thank my guests for being with us today. So thank you, Ben. I want to give the contact information. Once again, it's Dr. Ben Michaelis. And it's benmichaelis.com. The Facebook page is Dr. Ben Michaelis. And on Twitter, it is at Dr. Ben Michaelis. And I am I'm so tongue-tied with how to pronounce your name. Dr. <laughs> ben Michaelis. Dr. Ben Michaelis. 
This is not a commercial, but it kind of is. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. I'm like, keep going, keep going. <laughs> Here are a few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen and my wonderful guest today, Dr. Ben Michaelis. Oh, I got it right. And Johanna Bassford, wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. And don't forget to go out and play. Go out and make it a good one. And thanks to our producers who make us shine each and every week. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio with Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Join us each and every Wednesday for a brand new broadcast and continue to harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with hundreds of free downloadable podcasts from our libraries on iTunes and SoundCloud. To learn more about Lisa's global practice as an applied positive psychology coach specializing in lifestyle management as well as addiction and trauma recovery services, please visit HarvestingHappiness.com. Spread more joy by liking us on Facebook Facebook at Harvesting Happiness, following Lisa on Twitter at Lisa Kamen, and tweeting us with the hashtag Harvesting Happiness.